Hey, everybody, and welcome to Dice on 20. Woo, session two. Hello, everyone. Mm -hmm. Thank you all for coming back after session one. We really appreciate you coming and dropping down for session two. My name is Liz. I am your dungeon master, and I am sitting at this table with Katie. The one I'm professor, question mark. And Dylan. Stinger here, and I no longer like horses. And Ryan. Billy missing kidnapson. And last, but definitely not least, Mike. Seamus McFadden, the flying squirrel. Well, thank you guys again for joining us here at session two. Uh, we're ready to get started. Are you guys good to go? Can't wait. Oh, yeah. Sure. All right. Let's drop a little recap for the people who were too lazy to go and listen to our only other episode that is out. Last week, our adventurers got themselves into a bit of a bar fight. The mob boss turned out to be a werebeast of some sorts, and Stinger and William Williamson found themselves kidnapped in the back of a cart flying off in the night with a horse named Buttercup, who likes to eat the flesh of children. We left the professor and Seamus sitting on the ground, contemplating her broken arm. Is she going to lose it? Is she not? As twilight slowly settles into nighttime and the horses seem to get farther and farther away, we zoom in on them. What's going on, guys? Uh, professor, let me let me see that arm real quick. I'll, I'll, I'll be gentle. Okay. I hand him my arm. Oh, no. Jesus, this looks bad. Ow, um, ow, that hurts. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Okay, uh, we'll do, a, we'll do a, a real quick uh, second level healing word. This, this is going to be our last spell. And that is uh, 10 HP back. Thank you for trying. All right. Um, Still kind of hanging off bone, but thank let, you for trying. Let, let's let's see what we can do. Um, I, I think let's head back into the bar. What do you think? Uh, that sounds like a good idea. I think that bartender might have been... They're somewhat helpful. All right, you guys are going to head back into this bar, and when you enter the bar, you see that the bartender is there sweeping up some broken glass. Uh, the dwarfs are in there. They're cleaning up some chairs that have fallen over. Some of the tables kind of shifted. It looks like there was a little bit more of a ruckus after you guys ran outside that they are now trying to clean up. As you open the doors and step in, he's going to turn his head, and he sees you because he hears the little door open, and he's going to go, Oh, oh my! That that looks terrible. Yeah, that hurts like a bitch, too. Oh, I can only imagine. Yes, uh, could we get some help, please? Uh, yes, yes. Um, Thank you. You know what? I I have something on hand. Hold on. And he's going to run behind his bar, and he kind of leans down a little bit. And he brings up this vial. And this vial is filled with a little green liquid. It's very viscous. You can see it kind of sloshing around. He pours it out in his hand. He's going to go, this, this is going to hurt. I apologize a lot. I'm very sorry. And he starts to rub your arm. And it stings just for the briefest of moments. And then it kind of feels like a warm lotion massage after a few Ooh. seconds. Kind of has like that icy hot feel where it hurts for a hot second. And then you're like, oh, this is nice. Oh, I like it. Uh, and you'll notice that after a few seconds, your arm is going to start to heal. The bones, you can kind of feel them morphing and fusing back together from where they were broken. The skin is going to auto-attach to itself. Uh, some of your complexion is going to grow back a little bit. And your skin actually looks a little newer somehow. A little younger than the rest of your body. It's Ooh. weird. You have a new arm. Ooh. <sighs> well, uh, I'm glad to see that worked. <laughs> Paid a good penny for it, but I'm glad it helped you out. Th that's amazing, sir. Thank you. Thank you No, no, of course. I always keep a little bit on hand. Uh, they're, um, I'm sorry, this may come off as insensitive, and I apologize if it is, but there's two of you, and I thought there was four before. Yes, there was. They, uh, I believe, oh, they've been... They're not dead, are they? No, 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 they're, they've been taken off. Oh, thank God I ran out of space in the cemetery a while ago. Okay, uh, well, no, well, that's unfortunate. Uh, did the, you said they were taken? The, I I think so. The, it it was it was that big ugly fuck from, from before. What, what, what we happened? We just call him boss. 
Mayor sometimes. Mayor? He's the mayor? He's the mayor? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, wait. You don't know? Are you guys from around here? Oh, no. No. That makes so much more sense. I was wondering why I couldn't place your face. All right, well, listen, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's our, our old mayor. He kind of runs a gang now outside of the town, but he helps us a little bit, so I can't really complain about him, although he does frequently make a mess of my establishment. Well, I do have some good news, though. Uh, if your friends were kidnapped by them, chances are they're gonna be just fine. He usually only takes people for sport, kind of like a game, cat and mouse, and then he lets them go. They don't usually have any harm. We haven't really found a body in a long while, so... All right. Well, I suppose that's somewhat good news. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I mean, you guys could probably go and get them back fairly simply. You can probably actually, if you head that way, you'll probably meet them on the road. It's not that far. They flew. Oh, they brought the horses. Yeah. I hate when they bring the horses. Gonna have to count for missing children later. I'm sorry, did you say missing children? Oh, no, it's nothing. Um... It doesn't sound like nothing. Yeah, it's really... You know what? Some things are a given trade in life. A given trade? You said missing children is a given trade. Do you like your arm where it is? Are you happy it's back? Yeah. I wouldn't ask any more questions. Anyways, all right. Well, I assume you guys know where you're going then. You're welcome to stay the night, take a rest, and then if you... uh, I mean, if you if you want to leave in the morning, you can. You can stay here for a few more days and wait and see if your friends show up. It's really, it's up to you, but I don't mind giving you a free room if you'd like. I, I'd, I'd greatly appreciate it. I think, I think what we've got to do is... I'm spent, probably not as bad off as the professor here, but I, 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 I'd like to take, take the night, I think, and if we're going to stand any chance at, at storming and getting them back. In the morning. Of course, of course. Uh, is there anything else that I can I can help you guys out with before you go to sleep? Yeah, where can I get a potion like this that fixed my arm? Oh, well, that, you can buy them. You can buy them. There is a pharmacy in town. Mm-hmm. A lovely gal serves in there. Ex of mine, but she's a sweetheart. Uh, it sets you back a pretty penny, though. I don't know how well of adventurers you guys are. About, uh, well, let's see. She charged me 2000 Of course, I was dating her at the time. Ooh. Probably 3000 gold will get you one. Oh. Oh, blimey. Okay. Oh, they're not cheap. The ingredients are a little unusual to find. Huh. Work oh. like a charm, though. It, okay. it really did. Yeah. You know, she only can typically make five to six, so she might have some on hand, but I'm not really sure when the last time Buttercup was in town, so. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, that's that's good to know. What... I saw you earlier. You You took out this rope with that... Big, ugly, hairy fuck. What, the mayor, what, the mayor, yes. I, the, the mayor, excuse me. What was that about? Oh, enchanted rope. It's one of the only things we found that really work against him. I mean, ever since he got his curse, it's been a whole fucking to-do. But, curse? Well, yeah, you don't think he just turns into a beast like that just because he felt like it. Oh, there's all manner of magics in the land, I suppose. Oh, well, I mean, if you guys want to sit and have a drink, I don't mind giving you a little story time. I... Uh, I think I'd appreciate that. I would love that. Yes, yeah, yes. of course, of course. Uh, he's going to turn around and he gave, pours you guys each an ale and he sets it down on the table and goes, no gold, don't worry about it. Well, we had a problem here in Sanborn for a very long time where we were filled with the worst of the worst kinds of people. We had brothels and illegal drugs and arm trading and human trafficking even sometimes. And it was just 
brought in the wrong kind of crowd, I guess you could say. And then we had this real, real problem with all of these just creatures that would show up. I think they were actually even doing some black market animal trading, and it just got to be a hassle and a mess. But we hired a new mayor, or elected, I should say, and he was young, youngest we've ever had, and he really thought he was going to change this town around and make it for the better. But young and dumb, he went to the tomb that's outside of the city, thought he could get some power or some gold, buy them off. I don't really know what he thought he was going to do. Came back with a curse. Huh. Turned into a beast every now and again. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the mayor. That's why we call him that still. Ah. He's not actually the mayor right now, but it's stuck. I suppose. I suppose. All right. It's all all coming together. It's all coming together. Wow. All right. So then I suppose, I guess I'd I'd like, first off, uh, excuse me, where are my my manners? Uh, My name's Seamus McFadden. And and yours, for all your help? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I don't even, I didn't even realize we hadn't exchanged names yet. Uh, Calixo. Calixo. Professor Ravenwood? Oh, hey, Professor. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thanks I love for, some more people. Thanks uh, for fixing my arm. Of course, of course. So, Calixo, what... Uh, I guess, what's everyone's opinion of of the mayor, the, the boss? Uh, well, here's the thing. It's complicated. I'm not going to be... I'm not going to lie to you about that. I mean, he came in, and yes, sometimes things like this occur, and sometimes people have gotten hurt, but... He does have a tendency of keeping everything else in check. He brought all the brothels and the gangs and all of the gambling down to the Strip. And it's now a fun tourist location. I mean, hell, I have a bar down there. And brought it out of the town. So the town's a safe place for children to grow up. And we have this wonderful getaway oasis in the desert. Huh. All right. I mean, I assume you guys have heard of the Sanborn Strip. It's famous. No, no. Really? Can't say I have. Not not from Mm -mm. around here. Oh, well, I mean, please, hold on. And he's going to duck down underneath the bar, and he pulls up a pamphlet that he hands up to the professor, and then he pulls up a little pocket-sized journal that he lays open. And he kind of flips through the pages, and on the very back page, there's a circle with three different lines on it. And he goes, this this circle here, this is Sanborn. Uh Uh, This line over here to the right, this is actually the strip. I see. All right, all right. The Strip is the most fun place. If you look in your pamphlet there, mm-hmm. this little packet, oh, it has everything. It's got great gambling. It's got wonderful hotels and bars around is there. Is that a spa I see? Oh, yes. Ooh. Only the very best. Uh, I actually, I have a little bar there. I call it the Flaming Gnome. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, oh, that's right. where I actually make most of my money there. This is just kind of a hobby. Grew up in Sanborn on a little pub here, but all of my money is made over on the Strip. But the gangs out there, they kind of keep everything clean. We don't see too many issues going on. They make sure that there's not a lot of other activity floating about. And they keep it out of the city. And that's thanks to the mayor. He's in charge of everything. Or the boss, as they call him now. But All right. So then it seems then, I guess, that the mayor, the boss, is kind of in a seat and more or less supported by the populace. So It's like anything. You're going to have people who love him and people who hate him. Most of us like him. All right. So he keeps then, our streets clean. Nobody asks questions. Right, right. So then I suppose it's probably not going to be a good idea to try and forcibly steal our friends back. No, 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 no. I mean, lucky for you, I think I might have said it earlier, it's just probably a game of cat and mouse. You can go there. You'll probably meet them on the streets of the Strip. Usually that's where he lets them out. But if anything, 
just past the Flaming Gnome, down on the Strip, about two blocks away, you will find their hideout. They don't hide it very well. I shouldn't really call it a hideout. It's more of like a big building that says the boss lives here. (laughs) (laughs) Does it say that on the outside of the building? You know, they may have put a sign up. I'm not really sure. I haven't been there in a while. Oh, okay. Uh, And he's going to lean down a little bit, and he kind of like turns his head away from the professor and looks at Seamus and goes, Hey. Yeah? If you go to the Strip and you have a few extra days, across from the Flaming Gnome is a place called Lady Leprechaun. I promise you'll really enjoy yourself there. Well, thanks for the tip, though. You're welcome. Don't, don't bring her. I don't think she'd have a good time. Actually, I don't judge. She may. And then he stands back up. Well, all right. Uh, if you guys want to go to sleep for the night, you're welcome to spend the night here, like I said. Uh, I'm going to fix my bar, and I'm going to bed. I am quite tired, and uh, I'm actually heading out in the morning, so. Oh, where are you? Are you, are you headed over to the Flaming Gnome? Oh, no, no, no. I have a couple people who run that for me. I kind of go there and pick up my money on a bi-weekly basis. Uh, nope, I'm actually headed out of town to go visit my family, but I'll be only gone a few days, so. All right, well, uh, hopefully we, we're up in the morning to see you off, but if not... Uh, thank you for I, the help. I, I can't thank you enough for all the help. No, of course. I'm very happy that I was able to help you. Uh, again, if you need anything, feel free to let me know. I won't be leaving till morning, so if I can do anything for you over the night, I will. Uh, but excuse me. And he's right. going to back himself away. He kind of turns, and he walks through the back of the bar. There's like a door there. Presumably that's probably where he sleeps, and that's where his room and stuff is. So he goes back there. Uh, you see that the dwarves are still drinking a little bit, but they kind of pack up their stuff. They're getting ready to go. They saw the bartender go back. They know it's time to leave. And they're on their way out. Uh, right before they head out, I'll, I'll head over to the dwarves. Uh, hey there, fellas. Uh, <laughs> quite a, quite an evening. <laughs> what can we do for you? Any, uh, any, any bets to be had? Well, I mean, you did do a pretty good job, but that guy definitely kicked your ass. Oh, so. he definitely did kick our ass. Ah, uh, yeah, That's so for sure. you, you definitely lost. You, you cost Spanky over there a few bucks. Sorry about that, sir. I mean, I mean, whatever. I mean, I just, I really, I just, I saw a guy like you thought you were going to do great, and then you didn't. That is what it is. Ah, uh, well, I, I, uh, I think uh, the deck might have been stacked a little bit against me with this whole curse fuckery. <laughs> you know, we thought we, 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 we thought you might have known about it, but <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, it was a little funny when you, we realized you didn't. Oh. Never seen somebody cling on the back while he changes. Ah, uh, well, uh, that, uh, I'll, I'll tell you that that. That was a little bit of fun. A little hey, bit of fun. Can can I can I ask you a question? Uh, sure. Was this fur as soft as it looks? I've never got to touch it. It was. There were patches that were a little bit scraggly, but oddly enough, I think he, uh, I think he keeps pretty good care of of his fur. It and was... the guy turns around to the other gnome that he calls Mickey. He goes, "I told you, he conditions it." <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Yes, yes, uh, flowing, flowing in, in, in most places. Uh, uh, I think uh, the, the stab wound might have been a little matted. Yeah. All right, man, well, we, uh, we're we going to head to sleep. We need to get back. We have a little bit of a walk to get home, and Mrs. ain't going to be happy if I'm drunk when I show up again. All right. Oof. Uh, he kind of stretches out, does a little side-to-side lean, really gets feeling right, make sure he can walk straight, and then they're going to head out of the bar. You look back to the bar, you realize there's two keys on top, presumably for your beds, and you each have a room at the upstairs of the inn. All right. Uh, I think I'm all set, Professor. If you 
If you need anything, you know where I'll be. See you tomorrow. Take it easy. And you guys go upstairs and go to sleep. And with that, we're going to jump over and take a look at what Billiam and Stinger have been up to. Uh, Tony. uh, Oh, you guys are awake. Yes, and I'm not happy about this. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. My buzz is leaving, and I need more ale. Oh. Oh. Um. Good news or bad news first? I'd like to start with the bad news. Um, That's just me. Bad news, we have no more ale on this cart. Uh, I have some water stinger. Good news, you can have ale when we land. Okay, that's fine. Where are we going, by the way? Oh, I'm so happy you asked. Uh, we're going to my house. Well, not my not my house. It's it's our base, but I live there, so it's kind of my house. Hmm. Okay. Oh, the base for um your group. Oh yes, our little gang. Oh, it's so exciting oh, to say that called? I'm in a gang. <laughs> uh, we are called the Bloodhounds. Well, there's only two of you left, so... No, no, we have many more. Many, many more. Great. You did kill my cousins. It was very unfortunate. He, they they dragged me out of a, out of the bar. Are they cousins or brothers? You know what? I don't really remember what I'm supposed to call them. They're not blood-related. It's all right. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, yes. Um, we dragged you out of a bar because you tried to stab me. Well, you came up behind me. I wanted to buy you a drink. Well, okay, then we'll, let's... Stinger, fair is fair. That was a little aggressive. No, I... We can go back and we can try again. I would love to. Really, I would. And if it was just me, I would be all over that. My um, my problem is that my boss is behind me, and he's also my stepdad, and I really don't want to disappoint him. But he's your stepdad. Who cares? I mean, you know how it is. No, I don't. Family's hard. Okay. Um, you no, can... I get it. That family's hard. It's okay. He kind of turned around to Bill. Thank you. You get it. Someone gets it. Okay, well, um, listen, guys. We we don't kidnap people a lot. And usually when we do, it's just to show that we can. They don't... I mean, we haven't killed anyone in a really long time, so I think you're fine. Um, we'll probably just let you go. You'll probably just be stranded outside the Strip for a little bit. Hmm. The, so, uh, the Strip? Yeah, the Sanborn Strip. Hmm. What's that? You haven't heard of the Strip? No, can you tell me? Oh, yeah, of course. You uh, said there was ale, so, I mean... I mean, I mean, we have ale at our house. We just... I mean, the base. The base. I have to keep calling it the base. I keep forgetting that. Uh, we keep we keep it at the base. But, uh, yeah, the, the Sanborn Strip is famous. Uh, it's kind of this place where... It's like a little little desert oasis, I guess. I mean, really, there's, there's brothels, and there's gambling, and there's lots and lots of bars. I know how much you said you like ale. There's a lot of pubs there. Uh, and, I mean, there's there's a lot of places to find drugs. Do you like drugs? We have drugs. What about sex? Well, yeah, I did say there was, like, a lot of brothels. Okay, that's fine. There's a lot of them. I mean, oh, goodness. all uh, sorts. We have to introduce Billiam to that. My, my favorite one is, is a little one. And, I mean, it's kind of like a hole in the wall. And they only have three girls there. But I like it because I know all their names. And it's called the Candy Palace. Do they have any museums of, like, natural art or anything here? Uh, we... Oh... And he stops and he thinks for a minute. I think there's a bar called the museum. If I'm not wrong, all the waitresses dress up as different people from historical times, maybe? I don't know. I don't really go to that one. Not my thing. Hmm. Okay. So like a place in history. Sounds interesting. So what are, what are you going to do with us? I mean, I think right now we're just going to bring it back and we're going to... You know what? He, the boss is probably going to lock you up. Realistically, you're probably going to get locked up for a little bit. Then how am I going to go to the bar? 
No, no, you're not going to go to the bar. I'm going to bring an ale. And then when we let you go, you can go to the bar. Why don't we all be friends right now? I w- I'll buy you a drink because you want to be bu- wanted to buy me one, so I'll buy you one. I would love to be your friend, but again... Right, well, then let's do that. Let's... Okay, let's be friends. All right, cool. I'm glad we're friends. Are we there yet? No, no, no. Uh, mm. Soon, I promise. Um... As you guys kind of have this back and forth with Tony, I'm assuming that you ask me if you're there that a number of times you guys fly over and the strip is gorgeous. I mean, it's a little bigger than you thought it would be. It is one road, so all of the buildings are very much crammed together. There are a lot of lights going off and everything that you saw. There's a lot of noise. It seems like hustling and bustling down there. Uh, You can tell that this is probably a destination for a lot of people to come. Maybe on vacation, maybe adventurers passing through, anybody with extra gold. Uh, He did mention the drugs and stuff, so maybe this isn't, you know, the most up-to-date legally place. They probably don't follow all of the rules and laws set in place by the region, but hey, you're going to have those. You guys do... You can still see behind you that the boss is still on a horse, flying right behind you guys. Not close enough to talk to, but close enough that you can see him. Does he look angry? Uh, you can... His facial... Yes and no. He's got a resting bitch face. He doesn't look Mm. mad, but he doesn't look, like, thrilled. He's not smiling. Is he annoyed? Yeah, he looks irritated. He almost looks irritated that he had to leave the bar. Um... But you guys will fly for a good bit. And then right as you're getting towards the end of the strip, you can see off in the distance this huge pyramid-like structure, which you can assume to be the tomb that you guys were going to, or that was your original plan. That's why you were in Sanborn in the first place. Uh, And you guys start to head down. The horses are kind of going down. Everything's lowering. More and more is coming into view. You guys are getting whipped with some sand in the face because things are starting to pick up now. And as you're lowering, you see that you're coming in and you're going to land in. It almost looks like this weird sandy backyard, almost like one of those Zen rock garden scapes. And it's all walled in. And as you touch down, you see that... There's a couple disturbing things here. Hmm. Number one, there are poles with people's heads on them. Not a good sign. Who, who are they? Number two, you see there are cages. And in these cages, there are a lot of children. And you ask Tony who they are, and Tony will look at you and go, Uh, who are the children or who are the people? Both. Okay, uh, the people on the poles are the people who tried to save the children, and the children are an investment. I still don't like that I can talk to animals, William. Well, did the horse have anything, like, negative to say or anything? Why do you think there's children? I mean, I maybe to pet the horse? No, I mean, no. Do you really want to know? I, I, I would assume so, yeah. The horse eats the kids. No, no, well, no, no, these children aren't to feed Buttercup. I mean, I might give them one, but no, no. William finally realizes the situation. <laughs> Listen, guys, I mean, I don't really have time to go into everything for you. I'm sure, like, you can talk to some of the other people in the cages, maybe. I mean, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I thought I thought you were going to be nice to us. 
I am. Then why? Are, then what are the kids? Then what? You know, you're asking a lot of questions, and I've already told you I'm gonna lock you up. I'm gonna give you some mail, and then in a few days we're gonna let you go. But that doesn't seem to be like a good enough answer for you. Yeah. And Tony's getting a little frustrated, and you can tell that he was like really nice and he was cool in the beginning, but now he's getting a little irritated because he feels like he has to do this job. So he's gonna take you guys out of the cart. He's gonna tighten up your ropes, and he's actually gonna push you into a cage with a couple other people in there. You see, there's two women in there, and there's a guy asleep on the ground. Stinger, we gotta work on your um, your people management skills when it comes to being kidnapped. Listen, guys, I'm really sorry to do this. I'm gonna leave you here for a few days. I'll get you some mail, and I'll bring it back in a little while, okay? And Tony kind of, like, huffingly walks away. And you can see he's leading the horse back. Uh, the boss lands soon behind you guys as Tony's pushing you into these cages. He's gonna get off. He kind of shoots you over a glare. Doesn't say anything. Walks his horse away as well. And then he's gonna disappear around the back of a building. Okay, are these cages outside or inside? Outside. Okay, so we're outside. We can kind of see the sky and the ground and stuff. You can see the sky, the ground. You can see the kids that are in cages. You are in cages, not with children. Uh, you can see that there are... You can kind of see pretty much everything I described before. Million, what, mm. what do you think we should do? I mean, should we talk to these people? Um. Um. um uh, hi. Hello. You, you, can, you can talk to me. The other two don't talk. Who are you? Name's Sandra. Hi, Sandra. I mean, that's the name they gave me. That wasn't my real name. What? I don't know my name. That's okay, though. How long have you been here? Oh, in this cage? Only like three days. You forgot your name in three days? No, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's always oh, silly of me. Um, my name is Sandra because that's the name the brothel gave me. They give you a new name when you sign up, and I was there from a young age, so... I was a waitress before, though. Nothing bad. How are you? How are you feeling, Sandra? What do you have to offer? Uh, 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 offer? Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna push Singer to the side a little bit after I, that one and be like, how How are you feeling, Sandra? Is everything okay? What? I meant, inf- oh, I'm I meant okay. information, Billiam. Okay. Oh. All right. Um. Oh, that's just a really weird way of wording it. Usually, Sorry. when people ask me what I have to offer, I have to go through a price list. Sorry, I'm a, uh, I'm a little drunk. No, that's okay. Um, I don't have really anything to offer here. I, I mean, what are you looking for as far as information goes? Why <clears throat> why were you captured? Why are you in this cage? I didn't perform well enough. I, I was supposed to do a drug deal, and it just kind of got all out of hand. I didn't quite get the drugs to where they were supposed to go. You know, but they give you such confusing directions. I'm starting to think that these, this gang is not actually... Doesn't have a lot of good people in it. I don't think we're going to be like, go, buddy. Hmm. We seem I to be mean, in a predicament. No, sometimes they do. I've been, I've been in a cage three times now. They let me out the other two. I'm really hopeful that in a few days I'll get out of here. Hmm. Um, so can I look at the cage itself? So um, is it like a big metal cage with a big steel lock? Or? Yeah, so this is a metal cage. It has, um, it is metal top, bottom sides. It's got the, like, railings in it. You can stick your hand through. Uh, as you, I'm assuming like you're going to look at it. Do you touch it or grab it at all? Any of the bars or anything like uh, that? At the moment, no. I'm just wanted to look and see if there's like a, if it looks like a regular lock or... It, it does look like there is a padlock on the front. Okay. Some sort of keyed metal padlock. Um, and everything else is just... There's only one door that opens and closes and the rest is all bars. Okay. Just by standing in the cage, though, even without grabbing anything specifically, you do get a magical sense from this as well, though. Okay, I'd like to use... Can I use Mage Hand to try to untie uh, Stinger's knots? 
Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess I do that. Um, yeah, so they were already pretty loose. He did kind of retie them to get you guys in the cage. Why don't you... I'm not going to have you roll anything because we could just sit here and you could just keep rolling. And I'm assuming Sandra's going to help you out of your knots. It's not that big of a deal. She's not tied up, so um, you guys will get out. Okay. Um, and then I'd like to use my mage hand to uh, grab the door and see what happens. Did Tony take everything from us? Yeah, you guys don't have... You won't have your weapons on you. Okay, right so am I like in like a burlap tunic? They put me you, in. You have your, no, you have your clothes on oh, you. Okay, okay. It's just like your stuff was taken from you. Okay. Um, you can actually see it. It's still in the back of the cart. Oh. So they left the cart there. They took the horses probably to stable them, you would assume. But the cart is still right there. So okay. um, you can see your stuff. Uh, you grab, you use Mage to grab it. Nothing happens. Okay. Sandra, what, uh, have you guys tried to get out of this cage before? I say this a little, little on the quiet side. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, well, I haven't. Uh, but uh, that she has, and she kind of points to the other one who's been very quiet just sitting there. They cut her tongue out for it. That's oh, why great. she can't talk. Ah. Billiam, we seem to be in a predicament. Yeah, this predicament seems to be worse and worse the more we uh, investigate. I thought Tony liked us, too. Yeah. Oh, Tony's a sweetheart. I dated Tony for a little while. I'm actually really hoping we get back together. He seems to be kind of into a, one of our friends, but I'm not entirely sure if that's just a, a fling or not. I'm trying to figure that out. Her entire demeanor changes. You see, like, Billion, she went from, like, up. super excited, and now she just has that look on her face of, like, she's a little bit heartbroken and also a little bit like, who the fuck is this person? William, William. Yep. <laughs> Stop talking. Yep, okay. Roger that. I... Sandra, well, we Sandra, we want to help each other, right? I I guess. Right. I mean, I don't know you. Well, we seem to be in this cage together, so let's. Yeah, but they're gonna let me out. They always let me out. Why do they always let you out? What is your reasoning? Because I used to date Tony, and because we're probably gonna get married someday, and because I don't know, they just I I help them. I do a lot of jobs for them. Hmm. Listen, I don't like your attitude. You came in here and you're yelling at me and you're very rude and I'm not the one who's locked in the cage permanently. That could be you. I really don't like that you're just yelling and you're yelling at this guy. This is your friend and you you seem like a dick. He he speaks loudly often. I don't like it. Well, I'm sorry we bothered you, Sandra. We're just trying to figure out where no, we are. No, no, doll. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go sit in the corner. Maybe you should. Uh, listen, I am, I'm sorry. Your friend is kind of a dick. I don't know how to help you with that. But you seem like a nice guy and I really want to help you out. I, I turn around. I'm sorry, I've got a hangover. I just, I haven't had any ale in a long time and that usually keeps me going. I accept your apology. I don't necessarily like it, but I accept it. Thank right, you. Well, I hope it changed. I hope we can get better. Maybe we can. All right, well, I'm going to go lie down because my head is splitting. Lay in the corner on the left. Everyone pisses on the right. Thank you. She turns back to William. I go, I go and fall over. <laughs> Listen, I, I... Tony is the key to getting out of here. If you're nice to him, you'll get out quicker. All you got to do is be nice. Okay. I'd like to look at... So how far away is the cart from where we are right now? Uh, the cart is probably about 60 feet. Okay, so, like, easy enough to see, but definitely too far away to, like, do anything. Yes. Okay, I learned, I took a turn back to, uh, Sandra, um, and I say, uh, okay, um, 
What is Tony's personality? Tell me more about him. Tell me about this guy. You know, I've known Tony growing up my whole life. We're about the same age. He used to come in with his dad sometimes. Uh, and, you know, his dad would get a lady and me and Tony would just kind of sit and talk because I would just keep serving him sodas over and over again. And he's a good guy. He a little, you know, sometimes you get put in that family business and you can't quite get your way out of it. He's just put mm. in a rough place a lot. Yeah, that's that, that makes sense. That's what it seemed like when we were in the uh, carriage with him. It's going to be what it's going to be. That's all you can do sometimes. He was pretty nice as far as a carriage rider goes when he kidnapped us. Um, T- Tony's a lovely guy. I told you, I really, I, I think we're going to get married someday. Oh, I well, really do. Congratulations then. I hope, uh, hope uh, that comes true. Thank you. Um, well, listen, it's dark out. It's nighttime. The best we can hope to do is get some sleep. I'm over in the corner. Uh, I've got a headache. Like rolling back and forth. You need sleep especially. Mm. Let's get to sleep. We'll wake up in the morning. Hopefully they'll let us all out of here. And if they do, I'll show you guys around a little bit. I'll get you a drink. It'll be fine. Billiam, get over here and give me some warmth. Uh, Okay. I am am the big spoon. All right. Tonight you are. Oh. Uh, we're just we're helping each other out he's cold no no i mean i'm open to everything <laughs> you guys you guys have fun <laughs> sandra you want to come lay with us no all right well no offer stands billiam legitimately thinks he's just helping and we'll fast forward to the morning good night billiam good night stinger you guys wake up you're still cuddling on the ground you see that everybody else is still asleep many of the children are still asleep and you hear a slight rattling on the cage and as you look up, you see Tony standing outside going, everyone feeling a little better this morning? Uh, my, uh, my headache's gone, but... Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. How are you feeling today, Tony? I'm all right. A little better. Uh, sorry, I got a little irritated last night. Uh, uh, it's understandable. We weren't really in the... We, we weren't being uh, good guests. No, no, no. It is what it is. Uh, he slides in a bottle of ale Ooh. through the... He kind of like opens the door enough to slide a bottle through. He goes, listen, this is what I could steal for you guys. It should last you a little while. It's about the size of like a wine bottle. Uh, Split it between the two of you. Give some to the girls if you want. Just don't tell them I gave it to you. Oh, not at all. We'll be back out later, okay? Thank you. All right, thank you. And he's going to zoom off for a minute. Meanwhile, you see Sandra just... She must have heard Tony's voice, and you don't know if she was awake and pretending to be asleep or what was going on, but she immediately sits up and goes, Hey, Tony, how you doing? Uh, hey, hey, Sandra. Uh, hey, I, I gotta go. No, I just wanted to talk. No, I, I don't have time. And he's gonna walk away. She looks a little sad, lays back down, and now you guys have a bottle of ale you can sip on. I'd like to take the bottle first and offer a little bit of it to Sandra before giving the entire rest of the bottle to Stinger. Uh, she will take a swig of it and go, oh, thanks. I really needed this. You know, I was going to offer it, too. You didn't have to take the bottle from me. I, oh, well, I, I wasn't sure. I know that. I you, thought you uh, knew me better than that. I don't know. you. thought you, we were friends. We just cuddled. Well, yeah, but you also usually we cuddle when you're drunk. We can cuddle whenever you want. Well, okay, I'll think about it. You guys hang out in the cage for another couple of hours. Uh, It becomes noon. You can tell the sun's getting higher in the sky. It's shining down a little bit more. It is very warm here. It's hot. I I take off my shirt. Oh, I put on my big sun hat. (laughs) Uh, You do still have your fanny pack. Somehow they didn't take your fanny pack. They just took all of the essential items out of it. 
Oh, you I'm pulled a sun, you pulled a sun hat out of your fanny. The pack. The only <laughs> items left in your fanny pack are sunglasses, sunscreen, and a sun hat. They knew you would need it. I'm very pale. A, a day on the beach. A day. <laughs> you just had your beach kit left in your fanny pack. <laughs> After you put your sun hat on, the boss is going to come outside, and he stands in front of the cage and goes, "Well, boys, welcome here. I'm really glad you could make it to my humble abode." I see you met the girls already. Well, I mean, what what are we going to do, boys? Maybe we can make a deal. Well, my problem is you try to stab not only one of my employees, you tried to stab my stepson. Son, really. I never liked the word step. It's the family you grew up with, not the family you were born from. I don't like, I don't like steps either. I like that you have jokes. I think that's going to help you out in a situation like this. I mean, listen. What can I do for you? I'm going to make you a deal. I had a shipment go bad. I was supposed to be getting some property of mine, picking it up at a local tavern. I like taverns. Well, it's just down the strip. Good for you. All right. If you go there, get my property. Bring it back with no issues. I'll happily let you go. William? I immediately pull out. Somehow they didn't take my uh, pen, uh, my notepad and paper, and I start taking notes. So uh, what place are we looking for here? What kind of property are we looking for? Uh, I really got to stop letting Tony check people. He misses everything. Like, where'd you get the hat? Uh, How does he miss a hat? It's hot. All right, all right, all right. Listen, what you're going to do is you're going to go down the strip. There's a bar there called the Flaming Gnome. You're going to okay. keep going straight. You're going to see a little building. It's just known as the White Hatter. Hmm. You go in there. You tell them the mayor has a package. They'll get you what you need. And you wait till nightfall. And I mean only nightfall. And you bring me my package back. Can we have some of our stuff back? You can have everything you need. All right. I will tell you, though, we've already placed tracking spells on you. And if you do not come back with my package, we will find you and your friends and your family. You got an ex-wife, don't you there, bud? And he just kind of winks at Billiam. We will murder everyone you hold dear. Billiam, I think the ex-wife, you know, that's fine. Your parents still living out there? Just outside of Velohaven, right? Um, William, you talk in your sleep, don't you? I don't know what you're talking about. Know where your family's from. That little forest of yours will burn to the ground. We're connected. There's a lot more of us than you think there are. You seem like a nice guy. I'm a very pleasant person. I take care of my community. Well, then I'm going to grab your package. That's all I'm asking for. I think that's wise of you to do. Is it just a uh, small boxed package, or should we be looking for something? How big else? is your How big is your package? You'll know exactly what it is when you get there. You can take a horse in the cart, not a flying horse. I don't trust you that much. I think Buttercup and I uh, connected. Maybe not. Maybe we shouldn't take Buttercup. Oh, I don't think we should take Buttercup. I All wouldn't right. trust Buttercup with this package. You can trust me with your package. He just kind of. <laughs> 
William looks down deject- dejectedly. Always a man with jokes. He turns around and he's going to walk away. I hate to see you leave, but I'm all right with it right now. Damn. Boys, just get my package. Tony will let you out at night. Go to the White Hatter. Pick up what you need. And get back here. Any funny business, and there's going to be a serious problem. William took down very dad notes. Like, instead of saying three blocks down to the right, it's like, go straight until you see this thing. Take a left. Go until you see this thing, but only the second one. Take a right. Uh, while you guys are waiting for nighttime to fall and Tony to come back, we're going to jump back over and pick up with Seamus and the Professor. Morning time has come. Seamus and the Professor are waking up. The sun is rising. There are some birds chirping outside. It's very pleasant. There's no noise coming from downstairs in the bar, but you wouldn't expect there to be. Calixo told you he was leaving early in the morning, and there's a good chance he's already gone, meaning that there's not going to be any patrons. Uh, you guys wake up, you walk downstairs, and you see splayed out on the bar is a little bit of food for you guys and some drink. There's pastries, there's a little bit of fresh fruit that he left out, and a couple glasses of water for you. Uh, there's also a little note on top of a small pocket journal that you see. Oh, that Calixo is too good to us. Too nice, too nice. All right, uh, we'll just, we'll just, I'll, I'll go take a look at the note. What does the note say? Yeah, you pick the note up and it says... Sorry I had to run. Would have loved to have been able to give you a hand. But this journal might be helpful, and don't worry about getting it back to me. I have copies. All right, all right. Well, I guess we'll pocket this. What's the what's the food look like? Uh, it's just some pastries and fruit. All right. Professor uh, will go for some fruit. And I'll uh, definitely have a, a go at them pastries. Yeah, you guys eat up. Um, and mm-hmm. after you eat your breakfast, you're free to kind of do what you want. All right, well, I think let's try and see if we can find some mode of transportation, if that makes sense. I agree. We yep. should try and make this trip as fast as possible. Yep, sure. Yep. All right, so uh, I think the markets is where we want to head to to see if we can find a, a horse dealer. Let's, let's, let's head out. Uh, yeah, sure. You guys walk out of the front doors, and it's kind of bustling. There's not a lot of people that live in Sanborn, but it's definitely... Not the smallest city or village you guys have ever been to. So there's probably about 20 to 30 people that you can see just by walking out the front doors, kind of bustling around. Around the little cul-de-sac area, you see that there is the open market area. And there are a couple people over there perusing. You see somebody's at a little stand that says pharmacy. Uh, You see that there is another little stand set up that says weapons for gold. And then you actually see over towards the path where that heads towards the Tomb of Dragal, there's a little rickety kind of like shack stand, and it just says, Windkites are us. All right. Plan amended. Windkites. Windkites. 100%. Let's go, Seamus. All right. Uh, yeah. You guys walk over to the little shack, and there's a little line there. There's a gentleman behind there. He's kind of going through orders. And you guys go up, and he goes, uh hey guys how you doing oh, i think that might depend on uh how this goes here uh looking looking to see maybe if you've got any wind kites available oh we've got plenty you guys heading out to the strip oh uh, yes. yes yeah wind kites great way to get there great way to get there okay well uh i can sell you two or you can rent them all right oh uh, all right well uh i guess what's it gonna set us back to buy them outright Oh, if you're, like, going to buy the... Okay, so, like, 
nobody ever asked this question it's super hard and i just got this job so i don't actually know uh and he like ducks down he pulls out like this little packet and it's just like a list of pricing all right we have the single red wind kite for sale 20 gold the single black oh shit no i'm sorry this is single it's really a double the double black wind kite is 40 gold rent for one hour is three gold and rent for 48 hours is 10 gold i don't they need to make these easier to read it's 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 all right hey i think you're doing i think you're doing a buying up job thanks thanks yes uh uh, let's see let's see the i you know i've i don't think i've ever ridden one before What, what are they like (laughs) <laughs> Have you ever used like a surfboard? Uh, no. Yes. Yeah, you seem like you would have. Yes. You're definitely like an island dude. Uh, I have a friend who's to... an island dude. Oh, oh, you do. Yeah, you're definitely an island dude. Uh, uh yeah. So you're looking. Yeah. So just like a surfboard, you just kind of hold on, and the wind will do most of the work. And you can go over the sand dunes. Super fun. I would stay off of the main road though because. The carts, they'll just run you right over. It's not really great, but, like, there's a path right next. It's actually a wind kite path. We're trying to go real, uh-huh. like, you know, oh, yes. economical that's, here. That's very forward thinking. Yeah, yeah. The horses, they let out a lot of gas. It's just not good. Mm, no, no, no. Trying to lower your, your footprint. That's yeah, right. the horse footprint mm-hmm. real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... uh, Okay, all right. If you've used a surfboard, they're pretty much the same. Just don't fall off. Uh, now, the we- kite will keep going if you fall off. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, it would. It would. Uh, hmm. So, let's see. Well, Professor, uh, I guess, or I guess uh, do you have more than one single available? Or is it just the one? Uh, he turns around, and he just, like, kind of looks in the back there. And behind the little shack, he has, like, a window in the back of his shack. There's just a stack of boards. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have, I could do four, five, I have six singles left. I could do, okay. I have, like, six singles left. All right, all right. Well, I guess uh, I would uh, not have a problem uh, piloting one of these. Uh, Professor, what what do you think? My question first is, if we rent them, do we have to return them to this location, or do you have a counterpart location in the strip? Yeah, no, actually, yeah, you're totally right. We have a counterpart location because we're really, yeah, we're, we're totally about customer service here, and we realized that it was just not, it's not convenient for you to bring it back here. So your total kite speed time is about 10 hours to get from here to there Mm -hmm. i mean it's normally like 12 we cut off like two hours it's Mm -hmm. not much faster than walking but it's a lot more fun Mm -hmm. so yeah you can get there in about 10 hours and Mm -hmm. you can actually just drop it off there Hmm. all right that sounds like a great idea we do rent them um as i said you can get an hour for three gold or 48 hours for 10 gold so are people mostly renting to go to the strip? Because an hour rental doesn't make sense. If no, the hour rental is really just for like there's some dunes over there that people oh, just like to have fun okay. on. But like, yeah, if you're going to the strip, you'll want to do the forty-eight. Okay. All right, all right. Now, I guess uh, depending on whether or not I want to own it or rent it, kind of hinges to me on how dangerous the road is to the strip. Is there any risk that uh, the is there any risk that it would be damaged on the way there? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, like, this is the middle yeah. of the desert, so there are, like... You're going to find a lot of creatures, and there's, like, these little worm guys that sometimes come up at night. I wouldn't recommend it riding during the night, but thankfully it's the morning, so I don't think you're going to have that problem. But if you got there, I think you'd be okay. Hmm. 
Okay. It's really only going to get damaged at night unless, of course, there's like a monster that comes during the day and then you're kind of screwed. But I mean, that's just that's all on you. But thankfully, if you want to rent from us, we do offer a rental protection plan. Uh-huh. And how much does that cost? Oh, that's only an additional two gold. Uh, it's per driver, though. So if each of you are going to be driving or operating the wind kite, then it's four gold. But if you were to get a double and just one of you operated it, it would only be the two gold. All right, so uh, Seamus is trying to uh, comprehend all this, and it's it's still too early in the morning. And his, his his brain's a little his brain's a little uh, bugging out on him. Uh, hmm. uh, I think it might just be easier to might be simpler to buy two, but uh, I think uh, hmm. well, the renting might not be too bad. I don't know, Professor. What do you think? I don't understand why you want to buy it when we're just trying to get from this to this one location when we can rent a double save half of the rental fee right but after we get there are we not going to just just, be headed out i hate to interrupt but like a double is 40 gold and a single was only 20 gold so it would actually be like the same amount if you were going to rent two two doubles well no you you were going to get two singles oh and that would be 40 gold, but, like, the double is still 40 gold, so it's, like, the same price. Oh, okay. It's okay. just how many people you want driving it and, like, how competent you are. Like, I haven't seen you drive it, but you haven't used a surfboard before, so I think that you'd be pretty bad at this. You just don't strike me as somebody who would be good at this type of thing. Like, I don't mean that in, like, a hard way, but, like... Thanks. Yeah, no problem. I just, I like to be real. Keep it, keep it, keep keeping it real, friend. And, and, we, and we appreciate the realness. We, we really do. Mm. Uh, I guess, you know... I think I th- I think we should spring for just buying one double. Okay. We can spring for di- buying one double. Yeah, we do also do a buyback program. So if you buy it and realize that you hate it, we will buy it back from you. Uh, we do run off. I- I'm sure you guys have heard of like the very famous pawn shop called the Stop Games. Uh, we do buy back things, but at a drastically lower price. So at Stop Games, you usually get your items at like a 10% buyback. We do a five. Oh, uh, all right. Well, great. You know, but you, you know, could you could sell it back. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. That way we don't have to worry about potentially lugging this thing around. True. 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 We might be able to get a uh, uh, possibly a single gold. I think. Too yeah. early in the morning for math. Uh, too early. All right. Uh, sure. Sure. We'll take one. Yeah. Great. Okay. Cool. Uh, and he's gonna come out of the little shack. He hops through the window and he comes around the back and he's gonna pull down a board for you. Uh, Seamus, it is much larger than you. It's about as tall as the professor is. Uh, but he'll lay it down for you and he'll. It has so basically it is a surfboard that has on the bottom it is flat. Um, there are very, very, very small little wheels on the bottom that almost look like if you had to go on like a gravel, you could, but it's meant to kind of glide along the sand and it literally, it looks like a wind kite. It's got a pole and it's got a little sail that you pull open if you want to, and you just kind of hold the pole with your left hand, hold the sail open with your right, and you steer by turning it. Oh. And the, the double, what, the double has a seat? Uh, yeah, so it has a seat in the back and a standing spot in the front. So somebody would stand and hold, and somebody would be able to sit in the back. All right, all right. Well, just just th- you know, just just thinking, uh, you know, if we're uh, if we're headed out here after this, plus it's uh, it's been a while since I've uh, it's been a while since I've surfed. Yeah, I've never done it, so. Oh well, you know, if you'd like to try, we can we can try it out. Uh, perhaps after we after we rescue Billiam and and Stinger. Who's gonna be uh, driving this bad boy? 
Uh, I'll I'll take first. Perfect. Uh, roll me a dex check. Seventeen. Yeah, you do great. You kind of you you wobble a little bit as you're getting up, uh, just because you haven't done this in forever. It's been a long time since you were home on a surfboard, uh, and you're up there. You finally get your grips. And you're kind of holding on tight. And you're doing pretty well. Uh, you sway a little bit, Professor, in the seat. Only because he's kind of like, you know, he hasn't done this in a while. So it, yeah. it bounces a little bit. Of course. But once he stables out, you guys are good. And you're on your way. You see there are a lot of other people doing this. So as you go along, there are some people that are off the main road. And even off the path. Because they're in the dunes kind of fucking around. And then you see that there are even some people on the path with you just kind of going. Right on. All right. Okay. All right. Get in the hang of it again. Get in the hang of it again. It's been a while. Sure. All right. Uh, it takes you guys a couple hours. Um, I need one of you, doesn't matter who, to just roll me a d20. Okay. That is a 16. You guys luck out. It is a beautiful day. You guys drive down there and you, 10 hours go by. It's just starting to get dark out. Uh, the days here are a lot longer than the nights are, so it is light out for a significantly longer amount of time. Um, but just as twilight is starting to maybe set in again, you guys start to hit the beginning of the strip. It is easy to tell that you are at the strip. <laughs> the closer you get, the louder it becomes, and there are people everywhere. And what's a little more shocking is there's people of every race. You have seen all sorts of things. There are people here that you've never seen before in your wildest life. Wow. Very woke here. Uh, you see that there are a lot of buildings. Some of them are huge. Some of them are small. Some of them are shaped like weird objects. Uh, you have some that look like different musical instruments. Like there is a building that looks just like a uh, violin that's just kind of standing upright. And the actual hole of where a violin is is the door that opens up to go inside. And it's got these fake little string columns that hang down. Ooh. You see that there is a giant building that looks like a giant white hat. And it's just called the White Hatter. And you see that farther on down, there's just rows and rows of buildings. There's lights everywhere. There's big bonfires going off. There's fountains in the middle of the street that are shooting up water. And they're magically enhanced to have different colored water shooting out of them. Which is odd to see because you are in a desert. So this is very much like a little oasis. Like it's weird to see all this water. <laughs> Um, you do notice that there are also a lot of scantily clothed women and men on the streets. They are in these giant costumes and outfits, and they, most of them have some sort of writing either on their body or they're holding a sign, and they're advertising all these different brothels and hotels and inns and pubs, and it, it is definitely an interesting environment that you guys are not used to. Do I see any markings for the Flaming Gnome? Uh, yeah, you see that there's actually this one little gnome <laughs> who is standing outside and has had some sort of illusionary effect on his hair that it is flaming upright. And he is in green booty shorts that are far too small for him. And he's just doing a little twerk going, come into the flaming gnome, come into the flaming gnome. And he's just kind of shimmying and shaking his ass. So much. We should go and say hi. All right. Not uh obvious obvious now uh that i i definitely missed uh i, I missed the intent of the name definitely missed the intent of the name all right okay uh i don't know let's uh ah fuck it let's head inside are we going at the flaming gnome 
Yes, yeah. Yeah, so you uh, guys you guys don't see the flaming gnome just yet, but you can walk up to the gnome and get directions if you'd like. Oh, sorry, I thought he sorry, I thought that he was like standing no, he, outside. No, no, no. He is not okay. directly outside. Ah. He is just in the streets and there are just people kind of walking up and down the strip trying to grab people and bring them to their establishment. Ah, gotcha. So they're kidnapping people. No, no, not grabbing, <laughs> like grab your attention. <laughs> Yoink, you're coming with me. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, sure, sure. Let's 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 head over to Mister uh, Flaming Gnome. You walk up to the Flaming Gnome, and he goes, "Hey, uh, good evening, sir. Would you like to come party? Yes. Uh, sure, sure. <gasps> Thank God, I only need two more people till my shift is over. Great. Ever work off commission? It sucks. And he's just shimmying the entire time. Hasn't stopped shimmying yet. Uh, I I think uh, I I think we'll head with you if you if you if you if you want to stop shimmying you can but you know what if you want to keep shimmying that's that's fine too. Why don't you shimmy with me? Uh, yes. Sure. Professor sure. Welcome to the shimmy. strip. And he's gonna start skipping off, still shimmying a little bit, and lead you guys down. You guys had about a block down, so you're going past a ton of buildings and sites, and you get to this building, and bam, in your face is this a building. The Flaming Gnome is large, in charge, and here to stay. (laughs) This building is made out of all wood. It has these luscious green vines that kind of drape over the whole front of the building. And it has like this little gardenscape out in front. Obviously some sort of magic is here. Again, this is the middle of a desert. Uh, And the roof of the building is on fire. Doesn't seem safe. All wood building. And... Some people who haven't been here before, you can tell, stop and stare, and they're not sure whether to be... Like, no one seems concerned, which is weird. There is illusionary magic up the ass in this location. All right, all right. Liking it, liking Mm -hmm. it. Every building has been enchanted. Every street sidewalk has been touched. Every fountain has just sprinkles of pixie dust on it. Like, there is just magic everywhere. It seems like they stole... Somebody has put a lot of money and time into keeping up the magical effects of this place. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people everywhere, hundreds of people. This is definitely a tourist destination. People are coming here and spending a lot of money. So presumably they are able to afford these types of things. But you can open the front door of the Flaming Gnome and you hear a party inside. They have a pop tune on. There's some EDM music playing that's coming through every now and again. You hear people laughing and drinks clinking. And it's basically a rave. There is a rave going on inside this building. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a, what a place, Professor. This is. Uh, this seems like uh, this might be a little bit your thing. Come inside. It's going to be fun. And the little twerking gnome twerks his way inside. Uh, I would very much like to follow this twerking gnome, and I would like to make my way towards the bartender where we could potentially get more information about our friends. Yeah, so you guys get in there, and this it's packed in here, but you guys, you're able to kind of like dance your way through the crowd. It's really the only way you're going to get in. Walking is not an option. So you guys are kind of like shimmy shaking your way through the crowd. You get up to the bar. Uh, there's this super hot tiefling bartender. Beautiful. Using her tail to like pour drinks very seductively, giving some of the patrons a little smack on the face with her tail. Uh, she's got, she's using her horns to snap open bottles and stuff like that. Like it is just, it is a very, like she is into this. She is wearing a crop top. She's got huge boobs, uh, very low V, nipple almost out, 
booty shorts, some fishnets, and her hoofs are painted in like a glowing, glimmering, kind of shimmery paint. It almost looks like body glitter, but just on her hoofs. So every time she steps, she leaves these little shimmering footprints. Hey, what can I get for you guys? Hey, can I get all whiskey neat? And do you have, do you have anything extra? Um, like what kind of extra as she's like pouring you, she's using her tail, she grabs a glass, she grabs the whiskey from her hand, she's pouring it in the glass. What kind of extras are you looking for? Uh, well, we're looking to see if you've got any extra information on the boss. My boss is upstairs. You can probably go talk to him if you want to. Jason's kind of a dick, though. He wouldn't let me leave early tonight. So, how about it? How about extra to have a, a good time? To, you know, elevate the mood? You know, a little up, maybe? Listen, that's not really what I deal in, but I can tell you that there's a sketchy guy over in booth number six that way, and he definitely has something in his pocket. Great. She Thank just you. Hand you your cup. That's going to be six gold. I gotcha. I gotcha. Don't want six gold. Thanks. Anything for you? Oh, well, uh, sure. I'll, you know what? Uh, uh, you know what? Can you make a Mai Tai? Yeah, just give me like a second. That's going to be thirteen fifty. Worth it. Better be. She hands you back a silver. Uh, she makes your Mai Tai. She hands it to you. All right. Well, like, have fun. Thanks. Thanks. She you starts too. going to serve other patrons again. All right. Uh, I guess we'll we'll head over to booth six and if not maybe we can go see jason yeah you guys shimmy shake your way over there uh sitting in a booth in the back is a sketchy ass looking man it is a human man he has long greasy black hair fucked up looking eyes he's definitely on something and he's in the clothes with the same insignia that you saw on the side of the horses Uh uh-huh uh-huh and he's just chilling you guys walk up to him and he goes hey can I help you? Uh, possibly. Do you do you mind if we take a seat? No, no, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. All right. Great. I'm looking for something to help elevate this party. Yeah. What do you need? I got you. I need like something to help me get up. Yeah. Like, what do you want? I have like bread caps. I've got white caps. The I have red like one hundred percent. Yeah. So, like, I'm assuming you want like five. No. Let me get two. One for me. And one for my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. And he kind of opens up his pocket, and he pulls out the white ones and goes, these, right? No, 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 the red ones. Oh. Oh, fuck. He he puts it back bag, kind of reaches back, and pulls the white ones out again. <laughs> but, like, these ones? Yeah, these these ones. No, 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 I want the red caps. He just hands you his bag. Can you just, like, get out what you want? This is this is a lot for me right now. All right, can I can I open the bag and dig around and see if there are any red caps? Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Uh, roll an investigation check. Does a nat 20 do much? <laughs> you find so much shit in this bag. In this bag, not only does this gentleman have at least six different kinds of drugs, he also has a stack of gold at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And the gold is being held together by like some bands almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is just a stack. Mm-hmm. And then you also feel that he has a coin pouch there. Mm-hmm. And there is at least 300 gold in that pouch. You can tell just by the weight of that thing. He also has a folded up piece of paper that just says mayor on it. 
Beautiful. So I'm gonna try and This guy is like, now drooling by the way and just head up against a wall. Is there is it just him at the table? Or oh yeah, it's just him. Any other friends or anything? There's like no that? one else at the table, but this bar is packed. There are people everywhere. Nobody else looks like he's with him. No, there's no one else in the same insignia in the area that you are in. Perfect. So I'm gonna try and um sleight of hands this bag away. Oh, you want to take the entire bag? The whole bag. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Roll it. Roll a side of hand. I don't know. That sounded like a good idea. Does a dirty twenty work? You you <laughs> you slide the bag back. Uh huh. It's a pretty. It's like a decent sized bag. Mm-hmm. And you have an empty bag uh-huh. that you just kind of pull out from your pocket. <laughs> that was one of Stinger's. It was just holding bottles of ale, but he clearly finished those. Uh huh. And you just kind of put the bag back. Uh huh. And he goes, did you find what you wanted? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's... How many... You took two? Yeah, I just took two. That's going to be ten gold. Okay, so oh, sure, I'm going to sure. give him ten gold. Yeah, you slide him ten gold out of his stack of ten gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you give him his empty bag, and I'm assuming you guys book it out of there? Um, Not, like, yes. straight up run, but, like, make our you, way... You, like, party like, your way out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Quickly party our way uh, out. Give me one second. He doesn't suspect a thing. Uh, he <laughs> takes his bag, puts his bag back, and you guys party your way out of there. Great. All right, all right. Let's head out. Let's head out. But I am really going to go take one of those, like, right now. I am going to pop open that bag. I'm going to hand Seamus the money. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pop a red cap. Perfect. You pop a red cap. Uh, it takes a few minutes to, like, set in, but colors start becoming a little brighter everything slows down a little bit not drastically just a little bit uh you start to feel real great and you can add a plus one to your constitution temporarily and a minus two to your intelligence pen temporarily (laughs) uh i guess i'll i'll take a look at what this note says then uh the mayor yeah, so she handed you the bag with the money, and as you open it up, you see all the other drugs, you pull the money out, I'm assuming, or maybe you put your money in there, and uh, you see the note that's labeled the mayor. Uh, you pull it out. It is a note that is sealed with a wax symbol on the back. It's the same insignia that you've seen on everything else. It's that weird-looking red bestial face. Um, are you breaking it open? Does this look very—do do I feel like this is a, a very formal letter? It's hard to say. I mean, it's just an envelope with the dress to someone. Uh, you know what? Actually, roll me an investigation check real quick. Or investigation or perception, whichever one's better. Can I help? Uh, no. You okay. just took drugs. That's fair <laughs> enough. Uh, <laughs> You're popping pills, not reading an envelope. <laughs> that, that is a 16 on perception. Uh, you do notice there is an address for the mayor on here. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Calixo did tell us that it was a little bit further away, but I, I think... Hmm, I'm looking for Intel, so I, I think I'll crack it open. Okay. Uh, you crack it open, and it just says, Sorry for the delay. Meet you in the package at the White Hatter tonight. Signed anyone? No? Nope. Mm. To- so it was to the mayor. Oh, all right. The White Hatter. Did- that was That was one of the other establishments, I believe. Yeah. So, hmm. so do you want to try? And while it's it's not daylight, right? The sun is still setting. no. It's it's like twilight ish. Mm. So it's still it's still plenty light out. It's probably like it's sunset. Basically, so the the bartender um said that the boss's hangout was two blocks past um the flaming gnome. Do we know where the white hatter is? 
Uh, yeah, so the you actually pass the White Hatter on your way in. Mm-hmm. It is probably a block back the way you came. So I guess the question is, do you want to try and go up two blocks to see if we can find the boss's hideout and, you know, kind of do like a stakeout? Or do you want to try and go into the White Hatter knowing that's where he's going to be? You know what? I think... Um... I think let's head over to the White Hatter. Uh, I think that's probably going to be our best bet. Okay. You guys head back down. You've got lots of people shimming in your face. Oh, Professor is definitely shimming back down. Trying to get you to come. Uh, uh, Seamus is not, he, he. it's not like he's not, you know, enjoying it or enjoying himself. He's just not, you know, fully participating in it, you, you know, you know, jumping straight in. That's fine. That sober friend. Yep. Yeah, very much, very, very, very much so the sober friend, or or trying his best. (laughs) You guys get to the White Hatter. It's a giant building shaped like a hat. Uh, It's all white. It just says the White Hatter is a big sign on it. You guys go inside, and this is much more mellow of a place. There's no one twerking. There's no rave music inside. Instead, there's classical piano playing. Lame. It's like a piano lounge bar. (laughs) Seamus, I want to go back to the EDM. We'll have plenty of time. We just need to get Billiam and Stinger. Uh, you guys go into the front door and you see that a woman dressed in a black kind of evening gown, cocktail dress, comes up to you and goes, Welcome to the White Hatter. Good evening, miss. Can I offer you a table? You're not in dress code, so it'll have to be a table on our outside seating. We only allow people in dress code on the inside. But I have a booth for two available if you'd like. My deepest sympathies, that would be lovely, madame. Yes, of course. Follow me. And she's going to lead you up a spiral staircase that's in the middle of the building. And as you get up, you get to like, it, it's literally shaped like a top hat. So you get to like the top part of the top hat from the stairs and outside on the back side of the brim of the hat is a little patio. So you walk up, you go out, you walk down, and you're out on a patio. While we're heading up, um, I kind of want to keep head on a swivel to see if I can I'm, I'm looking for you know places or people or things that would remind me of uh, the mayor slash boss and that organization sure roll me a perception check can I also do one independent of him yeah of course you guys okay. can build one alright that's only a 12 that is a 9 uh, professor you don't see too much um, there's nothing in here that sticks out to you as being the mayor or that gang at all uh Seamus same with you you don't really see very much there is definitely there are a lot of people in here everybody is well dressed people are quietly eating everybody seems to be either drinking a wine or a champagne flute uh there's not a lot of other types of beverages going around it's definitely not a mixed cocktail type of place Mm -hmm. uh there are a couple gentlemen that are sipping a scotch or a whiskey out of a glass but other than that everyone seems to be in either black or white formal attire Somebody is singing gently by the piano. It's just kind of humming along. Uh, Seamus is definitely going to, uh, in, in keeping with the trappings of the establishment, kind of keep it to himself. But uh, I think he might recognize, if he recognizes the tune, he'll probably hung along to himself quietly. Um, I don't know if you'd know this so much, but uh, yeah, you can probably pick it up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are seated outside at a lovely little booth. There is a small round table. It's got a little candle in the middle of it. Uh, well, this is the booth for you. 
I can bring you over a drink menu or some food if you'd like. I think a drink menu would be absolutely divine. Perfect. She just kind of swivels her hand a little bit and reaches behind her back and pulls out a drink menu. It's very small. Uh, it lists a red wine, a white wine, a champagne, and then it has two scotches and a whiskey. Uh, I, I don't think I, uh, I don't think I recognize the scotches. Ah, uh, yes. Well, the bottom one here is Macallan. It is very nice. Uh, you'll really enjoy the flavor of it. It goes for 50 gold a glass, and it's just a tasting. I see. And, uh, and the other? Uh, the other one is a no-name brand that we don't like to sell very often, but we had to offer some sort of variety. It's 10 gold, and we can't tell you where it came from because it fell off the back of a truck. Absolutely lovely. I think I will take a sample of the McKellen. Oh, of course. Uh, she walks away, and in a few minutes she comes back, she places your drink down. Um, she looks at you, and... Professor, you don't know if she's ignoring you on purpose? <laughs> but she did not take your drink order. Harsh. But, okay, I'm assuming that I'm a little plastered out of my mind and don't necessarily notice. I mean, you, you're not really plastered. You did... Take a little bit of drugs, but were oh. you drinking heavily? Oh, no, I guess we didn't. We did. We each did get one drink at the last place, which I'm assuming we chugged on the way out. If not completely, then mostly. Yeah, mostly. Um, but she definitely ignores you. And then she looked at James and goes, can I get you anything else? Um, hmm, I guess I think I might be looking for something that is not quite on the menu. I think we're looking for if you could indulge. We're looking to see if you might know if the mayor will be around are you are you who he sent do you have the letter i do M may i see it but of course uh and i will hand this lady the letter uh, you hand her the letter. She looks at it. She gets kind of a puzzled look on her face because she opens it up and she says, Where did you get this? Uh, sorry. I was under the impression that there wouldn't be many questions. Sir. Of course. There's not. One moment. I'll go get you your information. Uh, she steps away and she comes back with two larger gentlemen. And she goes, this is a letter that was written to the mayor. Not the letter from the mayor with the instructions on where the pickup would be. Obviously, this wasn't meant for you. And she's going to have these two gentlemen standing there. And she's going to say, you can come with us quietly and not cause a scene. Or we can do this a more difficult way and cause a very large scene. And I don't like a scene. Neither do I. All I want is the mayor. You'll have him. Please follow us. Very well. Uh, you guys follow them. They're going to go up the same set of stairs back inside. Uh, when they get back in, you're going to actually walk behind the piano, and there is going to be a large bookshelf. And she is just going to tap on one of the books. It's going to slide open, and you're going to walk in. And to your astonishment... No one in the bar seems to glance at all. <laughs> Magic. Great. You walk behind there, it shuts, and she's going to leave you down a set of stairs. These two gentlemen are still behind you, so it's her, you two, gentlemen. You guys walk down a set of stairs into a larger room, 
and as you get down there, it is dark. It is very dark. Do either of you have dark vision? Negative. You are brought downstairs, and you hear a rustling of a door. It's metal, and it's heavy. Please, come inside. All right. I let Seamus go first. (laughs) Yeah, you guys step in. Uh, And then you hear a door shut. And a lock click. The lights come up. You two have been locked inside of a cage. There are many small children in here with you. The mayor will be here shortly. You'll see him soon. And she's going to turn around and walk upstairs and go, Oh! And we won? Can I get you any more scotch for your troubles? I don't want you to go thirsty down here. I'll get mine later. Have it your way. And she walks up the stairs, and the two guys follow her back up, and she shuts the door. Um, we're going to jump back over to uh, Billiam and Stinger. As the nightfall has started to set in, uh, you guys see Tony come back up to the cage. <sighs> well, boys, are you ready for your first mission? Hi, Tony. Hi. How you doing? Are you guys ready for your first mission? I brought you another bottle of ale to take on the trip. Mm, can Sandra come? Uh, uh, what? Sandra, you want to come on a little trip? I mean, I think it'd be kind of fun. All right, we're bringing Sandra. N- n- no, you... No. No. Please. No. No. All right. Okay. Sandra, you need to stay. I mean, Tony, I'd love to stay with you and everything, but I just don't understand. You didn't want me here earlier, and now you want me? Are you finally going to accept me? Can we get back together? Tony just looks at you guys and goes, all right, you can take her. <laughs> yep, uh, Sandra, you're going. All right, come on, Sandra. We got some mail. Oh, <laughs> I love doing jobs. Uh, so you guys and Sandra, get out. You are given the cart and a normal horse. And the cart has all your stuff in it. You're allowed to get your stuff back. It's been emptied out, so now it is just an empty cart. Uh, Tony looks at you and goes, you go straight to the hatter. You come straight back here. You drop off the package. And we call it a day. Then you're free to go. You can go back to Sanborn. You can pick up your friends. You guys can go and leave and do whatever you wanted to do. And there's no trouble. All right? And Sandra, you can leave too as long as this is done. Have a good night. All right, all right, you too. Good, good night, ma- man. <laughs> Bye, Tony. Oh, I love him so much, Billy. I mean, you really think we're gonna get married? I think we are. Uh, I, I think that you guys had a spark, and I think that that could come back. You saw it too. Oh, good. I know you said that Tony was in love with one of your friends, and I got a little jealous earlier. I'm I, not gonna lie. I'm bad at uh, I'm bad at telling um when people are like dropping hints. I, I thought that he was, but I'm also very good bad because at that. I wouldn't hesitate to cut a bitch. I really wouldn't. All right, let's go mm-hmm. grab that man's package. Yeah, let's get his package and, and haul it. Yeah, so you guys, uh, they open a gate for you. You come around the building. Uh, you go through the hideout a little bit or the base, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you see that there's a couple buildings in here. It is like a little gated compound. It goes farther off the strip. It's much more back than it is wide. Uh, so there's one building on the strip, and then everything else is behind it. So... You guys get out onto the main road, and it's nighttime on the strip. There are people everywhere. There's 
all sorts of scantily clad women and men and people twerking and shaking and music and lights and water fountains and glitter and fairy dust and basically everything you could find on any sort of party planet is here. I see someone twerking and I go to Stinger and I'm like, Stinger, Stinger, that person, they're, they're having a seizure. I need help. I need help. No, no let, let, let it happen. It's nice. Uh, seizures, seizures are nice? No, what she's doing with her butt is fantastic. Uh, Sandra just leans over to Billy and goes, honey, no. She's just dancing. I do that at the brothel. I shimmy shake. And ah, she starts shaking a little bit. I, I'm only familiar with the Charleston, so. Oh, what's that? Ah, uh, well, my, uh, my grandpa. You'll have to teach me some time. Is that a new position? Uh, I mean, there's a couple positions to it involving, you know, moving around and uh, oh. and doing different themes. But uh, yeah, I'll show you later. Why not? Oh, I could get some good money for that. Thanks. Okay. Uh, well, uh, okay. the hat is only down the road a couple blocks. We should be there in no time. All right. Uh, okay. I pull up my dad directions that I wrote on the notepad that they forgot to take off of me. Um, and I I dictate to Stinger, even though I'm clearly leading the way. Um, and he gets frustrated, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys pull up and... Uh, Sandra stops you. The White Hatter is this very large, uh, it's a big building. It's shaped like a hat. It's all white. It's got a big sign on it. It says the White Hatter. Uh, Sandra stops you guys. She shows you that there's a little alley that you can actually pull the horse down. And she goes, let me do the talk and I know the lady here. All right. All right, girl. All you. You guys all get off and you walk up to the back door. And you give a little knock on the back door. And this woman comes out. She's in a black cocktail dress and evening gown. She looks wonderful. And she just looks down and goes, Oh, Sandra, they sent you back. And she goes, hey, I'm so excited to be on a job again. Uh, we're here for the package. And she goes, huh, I thought the, thought the mayor was, was coming himself this time. And she goes, well, no, change of plans. We got captured again. This is like my third time in that cage. It's been awful. But he sent these two boys. I can vouch. Tony gave it to us. And you show the cart. She lets you in. Uh, and the woman leans over and goes, just so you know, there's been a, been a change of plans. Uh, and she looks at Billiam and Singer and goes, you, you two are pretty strong, right? Um, Maybe. I, I flex well, my muscles and they're not clearly there, but I, I try anyway. Listen, if you're working for the mayor, you should be fine. We had two people come in trying to lie, pretending to be undercover agents. I'm not really sure who they're working for, but we ended up throwing them in the cage with the package. So you'll have to take them back to the mayor with you. Ooh, more packages to grab. Oh, yeah. We're grabbing a lot of packages tonight. Uh, just, just follow us. She right. leads you through. This is like, the inside of this is gorgeous. Everybody in here is in evening attire. Everybody's in black and white formal gowns. Uh, there's a piano playing. It's like a piano lounge. It's very nice. She walks up to a bookcase behind a piano. She's going to pull on a book. The wall opens. Nobody seems to give a glance or a care whatsoever. And she walks down a set of stairs. Everybody's following her. You got Sandra with you. Come to the bottom and the lights are up. And you see a cage full of children. What is up with these children cages? And inside the cage with the children, you see Seamus and the professor. Oh, what are we going to do? We've, we've got to get out of here and we've got to see B- Billiam. Uh, oh, uh, oh, the, oh, it's these no good ne'er-do-wells. Wait, Billiam, do you know these people? Oh, they're always messing up my my dastardly plans sandra clocks the professor and turns to billiam that's not the bitch trying to steal tony is it oh no she uh i think she's only into woman that's not the one trying to steal my tony 
Oh, no, absolutely You not. told me you had a friend trying to steal my man. No, yeah. it's, it's the other one. The, the, these are like... The um, other one. Yeah. The little but one. He, the leprechaun? What's it to you? Oh. I can take him. It's fine. I, I lean into uh, Sandra and say, I don't, I don't really think you have anything to worry about. I have nothing against my friend, but I don't think you have anything to worry about. Yeah, I'm great. I know. Thank you. I, should, Tony they, doesn't know what he's missing half the time. All right. Well, all right. Let's just get the kiddos in the cot. Did you, Do we need to knock him out first? Uh, or are we just going to tie him up? Oh, uh, <clears throat> I think... We came uh, here for a package. You heard what he said. We either take the kids to him or we die. I'm not dying. Get the kiddos in the cot. Is the package the kids? Yeah, I was expecting a smaller package. I mean, I, I don't know what package I was grabbing. I mean, she said the package, and she looks at the woman. She goes, is this the package? And the woman goes, well, yes, of course. This is what we always hold for him here. We're the only ones with a cage large enough to hold children, so. Uh, okay. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll uh, put the kids in the in the carriage along with the two ne'er-do-wells which we will tie up and definitely uh bring back to the the boss billion roll a deception check i believe that's a 14 uh the woman goes do you you don't know these people do you i i do know the two of them uh we used to be friends at one point but they uh they've uh screwed me over before so uh not uh not huge fans anymore Listen, I don't really care what happens. I was only supposed to hold the children and release them to whoever the mayor sent, even though it was supposed to be him. So if you want to take them and do as you please, have at it. Although I just want to let you know, I'm not dumb. I know these are your friends. And if you want to try to screw over the mayor, that's on your own time. Sandra, don't get hurt again. And she's going to walk upstairs. She leaves the door open, though. I lean into Stinger. I think I tricked her. Yeah, awesome. Good job there, pal. Oh, that was really close. All right, well, let's just get the kiddos in the cot. Are we tying them or knocking them out? What are we doing? You guys going to come willingly? I meant the kids. I don't care about your friends. I I don't think we should Sandra gets down on her knees and she does that thing where she like just squats down a little bit and she's in heels and she just puts her hands on her knees and goes, Hi, guys. You want to go for a ride? I look over at her intently. Um, I say we... Just put the kids in the cart, and then we start heading back. Billiam, what do you mean? Um, I'd like to uh, pull out my... Is Sandra currently with... Um... She's looking at a small child, and I'm looking at her. Okay, I'd like to jot on my notepad really quick to go with it for now, and then give it the piece of paper to Seamus. Okay, yeah, you can do that. And I, I, assuming that I see this handoff of the paperwork and I kind of like taller than Seamus, so I'm leaning over Seamus and reading the I, note. Yeah, I, I take I, uh, I take a look at it. I look up at the professor. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. All right, again, are you kiddos going to come in the car? You want to go for a ride? We have a great cot outside. Lovely cart. Big cot. You'll all fit great. You'll love it. Uh, the kids just kind of are scared. They're not really sure what's going on. But they're all young enough that they're really oblivious to the danger of the situation. So they just kind of nod along. There's a nice lady talking to them. And they're going to willingly follow Sandra out to the cart. Um, all right. I'm going to use the message cantrip. And I'm going to point to Seamus. Um, this is just a quick uh, 
it's a quick message that he hears in his head and he can send a quick response if he'd like to. And I'm going to say, if we, if we deliver the kids, we, they may get hurt. If we don't, we die. Help me knock out Sandra. I respond. Will do. I'd like to send the same message to uh, the professor and Stinger if I can. Uh, yeah, you can quickly send that. all these messages. Sandra's loading kids into a cart. Uh, all right. Um, I'm gonna. I'll head over to Sandra, and listen, Miss. I need to ask you something, and I need you to be candid with me. Uh, yeah. What is going to happen to the children? I don't actually know. So sometimes he takes the kids and then he lets them go home. He just takes what he needs from them. And then other times they never go home. I don't actually know what happens to them, though. So why are we bringing them to the mayor? Because our only other options are death. And I don't want to die. I have a long life to live with my new husband, Tony. Well, he's not my husband yet. We're not actually engaged yet, but we will be. All right. Hmm. Living so, is a good thing. Listen, I can't let that happen. And I'll take out my rapier and point it at her. Listen, there's no need to be violent here. I don't know what you think you're going to do, but she's going to turn around. She's going to look for Billy or Stinger and she's going to go, you guys were there. You heard he knew your ex-wife. He knew that you had parents outside of the town. He knew where you grew up. He knew all your family members and everywhere you were from. He's just going to murder your whole family. I, uh, I look Seamus in the eye and I'm like, yep, nope, he, he said that. It's very true. So, what happens now? That's... I'm bad at planning. I'll tell you what's not going to happen. Any harm to these children. Okay? We'll come along, and we'll see the mayor. Uh, that's a good idea. I agree with that. That's fine. I was just going to drop them off. I'm not hurting any kids. All right. Rapier goes back. Listen, he is expecting you two to be tied, though, so I do think we should bind you before we put you in the cot. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so she's going to tie you two up, and she's going to place you in the back of the cart, and everyone's going to load back in. I assume, Stinger, are you the one driving back? Yeah. I've got the reins in one hand and my tankard or my bottle of ale in the other, and I'm taking heavy swigs. You guys are toting the kids back to the mayor's house. You're going down the streets. Nobody seems to be batting you an eye. You get to the front gate. You see there's a guard up at the top kind of looking down. And he's going to open the gate so you can pull inside. And you see the mayor standing there doing a nice slow clap. And that's where we're going to end our session. Oh, son of a bitch. Wow, wait. I didn't have a good, strong plan to save the kids, but that was the goal. <laughs> uh, well, I just want to take this minute to say thank you guys so much for listening to session two. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, give us a like and a follow and a rate and a review if you can, uh, especially on Apple Podcasts. Anybody who's listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if you can please give us a rate and a review, that's the only way that our podcast is really going to get to be seen by anybody else, and we would be really appreciated of it. Uh, also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram page. We do fun little contests on our Facebook page that we're starting. We have a poll going up right now for some stuff for a one-shot coming up for the holiday season. Uh, so that would be really great if you guys could go and give us a comment on that. Um, 
other than that, I think we're going to head out. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, and enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you at session three. Bye. Bye. Bye.